listener, and welcome to the podcast. Yep. The podcast is Being Jim Davis, mm-hmm. a journey through Halloween's butthole. <laughs> it's true. All the hosts will now introduce themselves by saying their name uh-huh. and who they are. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter. Jim Davis, two days remaining of gainful employment. Chris, Jim, it's Sunday, April 18th, 1982. We're very thankful to be on the Sunday episode. Yep. This is the 1400th Garfield. That's a lot of Garfields, John. Is that a milestone? I don't even know. It's hard to, yeah. I mean, if it is, there have been like 13 other milestones just like it already. Yeah. And at that point... I mean, I guess that's what a milestone is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, a, literally a milestone just a is just a series of there, milestones. You know, every, it's, yeah. it's this, every, there yeah. every mile. Endless procession of stones. So you can count the fucking miles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. John, in answer to your question... What in happens today, in the Garfield, Chris? In today's Garfield... Oh, look. It's the fence in John's yard that has always been there before. <laughs> It's an odd way to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Eight panels. First one, double wide prelusionary will not be discussed. First narrative. Double wide. Yeah. First narrative. I think this actually fits into the narrative pretty well, even though it's clearly a throwaway. Yeah. Garfield walks up to the fence in John Arbuckle's yard that we all know has been there before. And John, we've discussed so many times before. What a half-assed fence this is, and how it wouldn't keep a person or animal in or out of the yard. It has one <laughs> horizontal bar, and across the vertical the very bar, top. across the very top, the vertical bars are spaced so widely that clearly Garfield could walk through them, as could the big dog that's on the other side. Garfield yeah. approaches the dog, thinking, "Well, well, well, what have we here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 you could like you could drive a truck through these. <laughs> <laughs> this fence, Flats. this is the least functional picket fence. That's what they are. They're pickets. They're not vertical bars. The least are they not? Are they pickets when they're not pointy on top? Uh, they should be pointy, shouldn't they? They're blunt pickets. I mean, not not to knit picket. Yeah, no, they're mesa pickets. Um, <laughs> okay, panel sli- two. Garfield poking it's, the dog's nose. It's slim pickens here on this putt. Okay. Cool. Sl- Slim pickets. Slim pickets. Yeah. Okay. Gar- he's po- he's poking the dog's nose, uh-huh. which he can easily do because uh-huh. the vertical posts are so widely spaced. And he's Come thinking, on. "You're lucky. This fence is between us, dog." I like I like the final word there, dog. Yeah. yeah it has the word. it has the energy of a panel one name drop. Yeah. Listen, yeah. dog. And Garfield has weird bird legs. Yeah. In panel three, Garfield is bouncing up and down like a rabbit or a kangaroo mm-hmm. and he's making fists and he's going come on put him up fist, put him up with his, is he making fists with his toes well with his i mean his forepaws okay which are kind of toes he goes come on put him up but i imagine him going like, come on put him up put him up dog i garfield I, I, command I, you garfield's channeling some popeye energy here i feel Popeye or and or Bugs Bunny. Feel like there's a little bit of a a Bugs Bunny vibe there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird imitation of a cartoon character imitating a boxer. And in this panel, especially the the like the lip coloration on the dog looks like a like a handlebar mustache. It really does. It so he really looks like does. Hulk Hogan or something. Yeah, the dog looks on impassively <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan the dog. <laughs> yeah, this this white supremacist dog. Is Hulk Hogan a white supremacist? I feel like that's a thing that happened in the past few years is that Hulk Hogan became like a uh, a weird racist figure. And now I'm looking it up because I don't know the particulars because I didn't really care all that much. Hmm. Um, like, okay, let's see. Hulk Hogan, uh, like he somehow spearheaded the destruction of the Gawker media thing right um i feel like there was a a racism thing that went down and i don't know you know this wikipedia article john is quite long he's a white guy that was born in the 50s there's there's no chance that uh he hasn't done something super racist yeah oh this this white guy born in 1953 and in augusta georgia you think he might have some recherche racial views i mean you and i were born in the 70s and 80s respectively and we do racist shit all the time we're super i mean honestly like we're trying to work on it people but like this is this this is a very it's a very the whole this whole endeavor is extremely racist Uh, yeah the starting point the starting material that we had to work with so problematic um i i wanted to work a suburban commando reference in there but i didn't i didn't there wasn't really a good place to do it so i'm not going to never saw the movie suburban commando john i recently finally saw the end of the movie knives out wow what oh that's a great movie john i I watched the first like two hours of knives out on an airplane and then they shut off the entertainment feature for the plane to land (laughs) Right when right when the Daniel Craig character speculated that the donut hole had a hole in it, and I was like, "Man, I'm never going to learn what this." <laughs> finally learned. Finally learned what the hole in the donut hole was. Yeah, uh, that film takes a uh, takes a turn at the very end too. Yeah, John. According to uh, yeah, tonal, some tonal shift, 2015 media reports, uh, Hulk Hogan was fired after a over a racist outburst caught on tape. There you go. Not even clicking the link. Don't care that much. Up oh, there. Okay. And oh, also, so, someone in my someone in my house is making coffee. A twenty. Um, good for them, John. Everybody yeah, should be making. Yeah. Twenty eighteen media time for report. Coffee. Hulk Hogan addresses racist sex tape in speech. Wait. Wait. <laughs> feud a... with Andre the Giant. How could anyone have a feud with Andre the Giant? That wow. guy was so nice. Okay. Let's. Uh, I, I'm done reading this Hulk Hogan Wikipedia article. God. All right. So uh, the third, fourth narrative panel, Garfield Garfield hits the dog with a with a clenched fist. John. It, it makes the noise bop, and he thinks, take that. Can I just, I, kn- I know we need to get to the Garfield. We got to make these short. I'm just going to read you three media headlines, because I think they basically... They encapsulate the world we're currently living in. Okay. 2015, wrestler Hulk Hogan fired over race outburst caught on tape. 2018, Hulk Hogan addresses racist sex tape in speech. Twenty oh, Later 2018, uh, uh, 
No, 2019, Hulk Hogan is getting the redemption story he never earned. That's it, John. That's the world we live in. Sorry, let's great. talk about the Guardians. That was great. It was a good aside. Well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't great, it, but okay. Yeah, Garfield says, take that and bops the dog. Okay, now read the next one. Panel whatever it is, I don't know, five. Uh, the dog goes away to the right, and Garfield thinks, hey, chicken. Yeah. Come back yeah, here. Yeah, Garfield's and fight pointing like to the right. Man. The dog goes away, and he thinks, hey, chicken, come back here and fight like a man. Fight like a man with Garfield. Did I do that right? Yeah. The dog's not a I man, heard you describe it, and then I described it, too. I think that was good, yeah. We both okay. described it. All right. Do you want to describe, do you want to describe the next one first, and then I'll do it? Because <laughs> that's, that's how we do this. It um, is. I mean, you know, I think the, I think the thing... Look, if I were going to give you notes, John, mm-hmm. I got the impression that you had listened to my description <laughs> before you did yours. And that's I, that's best avoided. <laughs> yeah. No, to be fair, I never get the impression that you've listened to me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's what I strive for. Yeah. Um, so in this one, um, this one's got some nice perspective in it. It does. Yeah. Um, so the, the camera has moved, mm-hmm. I guess, back and to the right. From where it was, like that, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's pivoted on the y-axis and then moved along a combination of the x yeah. and z axis. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. Like no. A, and then we see. Uh, so so now we we're like at the end of the fence, mm-hmm. um, and and that's going to be the. It's going to be like the, you know, the thing that this is about because like now the dog can just like get go around the fence. Yeah. Um, the dog is like around the fence. R- right up against the camera. Yeah. And he looms super large because he's in the foreground. And then Garfield's like mm-hmm. way in the back and he's super tiny. And the he's fence. Foreshortened. Fen- it's like Jim Davis studied like Renaissance uh, perspective. I was going to, John, time out. <laughs> it's only a few days ago that Arlene called Garfield a Renaissance man. Ooh. And now we're getting this, you know, hyper real, uh, uh-huh. you know. 15th century style perspective Mm -hmm. it does make me wonder if jim davis had recently read a book or like leafed through a book about renaissance art and he was like "Ooh, i'm gonna use all this yeah definitely makes you wonder anyway Uh, that that dog's got a big old toothy grin yep a face full of marshmallows yeah yeah or mattresses hard to know (laughs) Yeah, small mattresses. <laughs> small mattresses or large marshmallows. Yeah, it could, it's one one of the two. Yeah, it could be a combination. Yeah. John, what happens in the ultimate seventh narrative panel of today's strip? Garfield smacks John. John drops his paintbrush. Mm-hmm. What? Paintbrush? Yeah, he was painting. He was yeah. painting a piece of the fence. Mm-hmm. I guess the gate because Garfield is thinking, oh, Garfield's fucked up, by the way. Yeah, Garfield's the all dog fucked, fucked up. Garfield Gar- took some Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's thinking, he's uh, yeah. you had to paint the gate today. The presumption is that he took the gate off its hinges to paint it. Um, I don't. W- would you do that? You might. But, but it also looks like he's just 
holding it at a diagonal rather than I think you might take it off its hinges to get like the bits that you can't reach when it's attached. It's yeah. a thing you might do. Yeah, maybe. Um John Arbuckle is sitting Cesar on the <laughs> on the grass. He's wearing not his usual blue shirt, but a red shirt mm. that he use for out, uses for outdoor painting activities. Yeah. Because if you get white paint all over the red shirt, it'll be fine, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's. it yeah. looks like a nice, like, polo shirt. Yeah, it's a collared, probably a button-up. Um, yeah. I think it's worth just reiterating You think it's a button-up? I, I think it's a polo. It's hard to know. I mean, it's a long sleeve, though. They make long sleeve polos, but you know, uh, I think it's worth reiterating one time more time that the dog could easily have just squeezed between the posts of the fence. It didn't have to go around. No. The fence provided zero protection to Garfield. I mean, also like, I, he probably could have knocked it over as well because it is extremely very weak. Flimsy. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, John. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Where's Garfield smacking John? Right on his butt. Garfield mm-hmm. has touched a number of butts in today's strip, in, in this week's strips. <laughs> yeah. He touched Arlene's butt. Now he's touching John Arbuckle's butt. I think maybe Arlene touched Garfield's butt at one point. There's been a lot of butt touching. <laughs> you know, cats be touching butts, John. Garfield is very into butts. Garfield likes but he, butt play. But, but unlike Sir Mix-a-Lot, he is quite he capable of lying about it. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Garfield touches Arlene's butt. I felt like Arlene touched Garfield's butt at some point. I, I maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I, I don't think she did. I I, I don't know because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look back. Not on camera anyway. Nobody yeah. touches Garfield's butt all week. It's a little sad for Garfield. Sometimes John. Sometimes we all want our butts to be touched. Sure. You know, and if we've consented to it, then that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, uh, go out is... there and touch butts consensually. <laughs> let's all let's all touch our own butts right now. As long as it's consensual. Well, uh, you can't. I mean, can you non-consensually touch your own butt? Yes, if you were a split-brain patient, if your mm. cor- corpus callosum had been severed, John, Whoa. and you touch your right buttock with your <laughs> left hand, then that is a non-consensual act. That's or would it be would it matter. be your right buttock with your right hand because the hemispheres control the opposite sides, right? Yeah, but like if the right hemisphere controls the left hand, then it also controls the right buttock, right? <laughs> I don't know. So you want that you want opposite hand and buttock. You know, John, I've read a lot of psychology over the years, you know, both for school or, you know, whatever, and I don't think I've ever seen a definitive statement as to to which hemisphere controls which buttock. <laughs> well, of course, Chris. It's because it is a raging debate within yeah. the uh, they psychology They specify, community. like, the hands, and they specify mm-hmm. the speech centers and so on. They never talk about the buttocks. You know, it's never like, oh, we showed we showed the, the participant on their left side, you know, clinch your buttock now uh, to the left eye, and then which buttock got clinched. They never, they never do that experiment. Okay, Chris, I, I just Googled which hemisphere controls which buttock. <laughs> I'd like to know. Um, is John, is it the southern hemisphere? 
1.2 million and, results because it's below the equator yeah i'm not really getting any um that's a good joke yeah well it'll have to be because that's what we're ending on <laughs> <laughs> oh thank yeah. you for listening to the podcast i don't know if i hosted this one uh i'm jim davis did. yep he is i can I'm confirm jim that. davis i can confirm that John Gibson is Jim Davis. I'm Jim Davis. And I'm Jim Davis's cousin, Christopher Wynn. Thank you for listening to this excellent Necessary Podcast. More essential now than ever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.